or no dairy? That is the question. Are you someone who loves drinking plant-based milk? Or do you love cow's milk and creamers? Or maybe you're lactose intolerant and don't really have a choice, so you have to use milk alternatives. Whether you're someone who has dairy in your diet or not, this episode is for you. Hey lady, welcome to the Learn to Live Low Tax podcast. I'm your host, Mary Kleinhands. Are you eating healthy but still not sure you're actually eating clean? Do you want to switch out products you know are probably toxic but you don't know where to start? Are you overwhelmed with the conflicting information out there on what is actually good for you? I completely understand. I also know what a big difference small changes towards living low tox, eating clean, and holistic health can make. On this podcast, we're going to walk this low tox living journey together. So if you're ready to start making simple swaps, grab that iced coffee or matcha latte and let's dive in. Hey lady, did you know I have a free Facebook community for women just like you? This is a place for you to connect with me and others who are on a journey to live a low-tax and healthy life. We share simple swaps, accountability, support, and so much more. Come join us at learntolivelowtax.com. I'm not going to lie to you. I have dairy in my diet. I don't necessarily drink milk, but I love cream in my coffee. I have tried to drink black coffee, and I have decided that life is just too short to not love my coffee. I know there is a great debate among health professionals and nutritionists on if dairy is actually good for you or not. Some people will tell you to get rid of it immediately and only drink plant-based milks, while others will tell you that dairy is great for you. I'm not here to tell you which way to go. However, regardless of your milk of choice, it is essential to know what you're actually drinking and if it's a safe option for you and your family. A couple years ago, my mom had a severe case of shingles. The doctors didn't diagnose her correctly, and therefore she didn't get on the antiviral in time for it to be fully effective. That is another story for another day, but as I was taking care of her, one of the things we found was that dairy often caused a flare-up of pain. So during that time, I switched us over to almond milk. To help her relax in the evenings, since evenings always seemed to be worse and she had a really hard time sleeping, I would heat up some almond milk with honey for her to drink. She loved it, and I felt like I was helping her. However, it was also during this time that I really started to learn about ingredients in our food and studying what we were actually putting in our bodies. I soon after learned that the almond milk we thought was so good was actually hurting her. Yes, dairy wasn't good for her at the time either, but this was bad in a different way. See, almost all of the plant-based milks out there are filled with toxic ingredients you might not be aware of, just like I wasn't. I want you to be able to have that almond milk or coconut milk or cashew milk, whatever it is you love, without the added junk. That being said, we're going to talk today about the most common milks and what ingredients you want to avoid. You can't really talk about milk without discussing the most obvious, cow's milk. As I mentioned earlier, I do personally use dairy creamers along with milk for cooking and other things, but I am particular about what kind I use. I don't believe conventional dairy is good for us. 
conventional milk or cream is highly pasteurized or ultra-pasteurized, which means they heat the milk at a very high temperature to kill off the bacteria. The problem with this is that they're also killing off the nutrients found in the milk, essentially turning it into empty calories with hardly any nutritional value. Another reason I don't like conventional milk is because of the way the cows are raised. They're often fed GMO grain diets, which as we talked about in episode 13, is not a good thing for us or them. If you'd like more in-depth information on this topic, I highly recommend listening to that episode next. Along with the grain, they typically have health problems because of their diet and living conditions, requiring them to have high doses of antibiotics, not to mention vaccines. Remember, you are what you eat, and when you're drinking milk from unhealthy cows, you're also drinking the pesticides from the grains and trace amounts of antibiotics and vaccines they were given. Again, I go more into this topic in episode 13. So how do you get around this and still enjoy a latte with cow's milk? At the very least, get organic milk or cream. This means they at least have better feed and no antibiotics. A step up from that is getting milk from grass-fed and finished cows. This milk is going to be higher in nutritional value because their diet is much better than grain-fed cows. However, if it is still high-temperature pasteurized, you're losing a lot of those vitamins. The best milk option you can get from a store is low-temperature pasteurized grass-fed and finished organic milk. There is a debate about A2 milk being better for your digestion, but I still believe that grass-fed and finished low-temperature pasteurized milk is a better option. Now, if you can find A2 milk that is also grass-fed and finished low-temperature, then definitely go for that one. However, the best milk you can get is actually raw milk from a local farmer you can trust who has grass-fed and finished cows on an organic regenerative farm. I know there's controversy when it comes to raw milk, but the entire reason pasteurization even began was because of the Industrial Revolution and poor living conditions and health of the cows. People started getting sick from the milk of unhealthy cows, but they found heating the milk killed off the bacteria and therefore made it safe to drink. If the cow is healthy and raised in good living conditions with a grass diet, the milk produced is actually very nutritional. Sometimes people who typically have a milk allergy of some type can actually drink raw milk because it contains vitamins, minerals, and enzymes that are removed by the pasteurization process. Raw milk is a great source of essential nutrients that are fat-soluble vitamins, such as vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin B2, B12, minerals such as calcium, magnesium, potassium, and phosphorus. Other benefits of raw milk. It is rich in enzymes, helps digestion, it's anti-inflammatory, which is probably surprising since we are often told that milk causes inflammation. If you've heard that, it's not entirely wrong. Conventional dairy can contribute to inflammation because, again, it's stripped of all the good stuff. Raw milk also has bioavailable calcium. It's great for your skin, hair, and nails, promotes nutrient absorption, helps strengthen your immune system, helps reduce allergies, increases your bone density, has neurological support, helps build lean muscle mass, has healthy fats, and, not to mention, 
helps promote sustainable farming. These are just some of the benefits of raw milk. I could go into depth on each one of these benefits I just listed, but that would literally take up the entire episode. If you're concerned about the safety of raw milk, recent studies have shown you're three times more likely to die in a plane crash than you are of being hospitalized because of a bacterial illness from raw milk. The key is to find a farm you trust that has clean and humane farming practices. If you're looking for some raw milk in your area, I suggest going to a local farmer's market and talking to the farmers there. Or you could ask other women in your community if they know. You might be surprised by how many people are actually drinking raw milk. You can also join my free Facebook group and see if there are people in your area who may know of a local farmer you can trust. It is definitely not as hard as you might think to find good quality raw milk. Next, let's talk about nut and plant-based milks. If you're looking for a dairy alternative, nut milks are a good alternative. Let's talk about almond milk since it's the most popular and common nut milk. If you are someone who enjoys drinking or using almond milk in your diet, just like with conventional dairy, you definitely want to be mindful of the type of almond milk you're getting. Most of the almond milks on the market are fortified with synthetic vitamins. While vitamins are great for you, they are not as bioavailable as naturally occurring vitamins are, and you don't know the quality or the source of the vitamins they've added to the milk. Another thing to keep in mind, almond milk is often filled with thickeners, emulsifiers, natural or artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. These ingredients are not ones you want to be consuming, especially on a daily basis. For example, I looked up the ingredients in Almond Breeze Original Almond Milk, and this is what it had. Almond milk, filtered water, and almonds. Which, that's great. That's what you want. Filtered water and almonds. Why? They have that as the first ingredient and they have to have all the others, I don't know. But then they went on to add cane sugar, which you don't want added sugar, calcium carbonate, which is a synthetic mineral, sea salt, which is probably fine, but we can get into salt another time, potassium citrate, which is derived from citric acid, which citric acid isn't ideal and it's also another topic for another day. Then you have sunflower lectin which as we've talked about previously, is not good because of the processing they put the sunflower through. Gelinin gum, which is a filler and thickening agent. It's really not good for your gut and digestion. Then you have synthetic vitamin A derived from palm oil, which is an inflammatory oil. You have vitamin D2, which is synthetic vitamin derived from yeast. And then you have vitamin E, which is a synthetic vitamin derived from, again, sunflower oil, another inflammatory oil. As you can see, there are a ton of unnecessary additives in the almond milks. Even the unsweetened almond breeze almond milk, which doesn't have sugar, has natural flavors added. If you're unsure why natural flavors aren't good, I recommend listening to episode 15, where I talk about the top three ingredients you want to avoid in your food. Okay, but don't worry, there are clean options out there. When purchasing almond milk, or any nut milk really, you want two, maybe three ingredients. You want almond, or your nut of choice, and filtered water. That's it. That's really all you need. The other optional third ingredient is sea salt. Now, I do know there are a couple clean brands that have some flavored options like vanilla, 
you want to be careful with that. It has real vanilla in it and it's not a natural flavor or a weird synthetic vanilla. Okay, the same goes for coconut milk. You only want two ingredients, organic coconut and water. My preferred brand when it comes to almond milk is Three Trees, which is literally just filtered water and organic almonds. Now, Three Trees does have a vanilla flavor that is clean and also just has organic vanilla bean to it. Another good option is Malk, M-A-L-K, and the ingredients are filtered water, organic sprouted almonds, which is actually really good for your digestion, and pink Himalayan salt, which the salt is one of the reasons why I prefer Three's Trees because pink Himalayan salt typically has heavy metals in it, which makes it not as ideal. But we can get into another conversation for that in another episode. Another option is Elmhurst 1925 unsweetened almond milk. That's clean with just the two ingredients but it doesn't have organic almonds, so keep that in mind. I was surprised to find that Calafia Farms, which you have to be very careful with theirs because most of them are not clean, has an organic unsweetened almond milk that just has three ingredients. But again, you have to make sure you get the organic and not the original unsweetened, which has all the fillers and synthetic vitamins. The same can be said about cashew milk, coconut milk, or any other nut milk, make sure you are reading the ingredients and not thinking it's fine just because it's a plant or nut-based milk. Another thing to keep in mind, as I mentioned in other episodes, do not blindly trust a brand. Just because one of their products is clean does not mean all of them are. For example, when it comes to Elmhurst, their cashew milk sadly has added sugar and natural flavors. Another example is Calafia. Most of their products are not clean. Just because they have one almond milk that is does not mean you should just go ahead and trust them. A side note when it comes to nut milks is you can make them at home. Most recipes simply call for blending the nuts and water together and then straining the liquid. The last milk we're going to talk about today is oat milk. I touched on this briefly in my coffee episode, which if you haven't listened to that one yet, it's episode 8. I don't recommend having oat milk in your diet. I know, oat milk lattes are very popular and delicious. Before I started learning about eating clean and really studying food, I enjoyed the occasional oat milk latte. Just like with the other plant-based milks, oat milk typically has additives you don't want. For example... Oatly, which is probably one of the most common oat milks out there, the ingredients are the following. Oat milk containing water and oats. Again, why they don't stop there, I don't know. Then they add rapeseed oil, dipote... Ugh, this is going to be hard to say, sorry. Bear with me, you guys. (laughs) There's a few words in here that are a little bit more difficult. Dipotassium phosphate, calcium carbonate, tricalcium phosphate, sea salt, dicalcium phosphate, riboflavin, vitamin A, vitamin D2, and B12. I don't have time to get into each of these ingredients and why they aren't good for you, but just to name a couple. First of all, rapeseed oil is an inflammatory oil. You don't want to be eating that in general. And dipotassium phosphate is an additive that is typically deemed safe, quote-unquote, in small amounts. However, people who eat a lot of processed foods are getting a lot more than they realize, often above the amount deemed safe. When you have too much of it, it can cause headaches, constipation, confusion, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, diarrhea, 
just to name a few. Not to mention if you have underlying health conditions, dipotassium phosphate can cause serious health issues like developing bone or heart disease. You're probably wondering, why is this any different than the nut milks? If there's a clean option on the market, meaning just oats and water, why is that not okay? The difference is oats are most likely coated in glyphosate. They're also most likely GMO, and they're just not good for your digestion. Glyphosate is an herbicide you want to stay away from. I know I've mentioned it in a couple episodes, and I guarantee you it won't be the last time I've mentioned it because it's so common. It's an endocrine disruptor. It can cause an increase in fertility issues. It can cause an increase in your risk of getting cancer and other things that we don't have time to get into. However, the EWG recently found the herbicide on grains they claim to be free of glyphosate. So just know if you do drink oat milk, even if it's a quote-unquote clean one that just has two ingredients, you are taking a chance that you are drinking glyphosate. Also, not to mention, oat milk is naturally higher in sugar and carbs, so keep that in mind depending on what your diet is or what your goals are for your eating habits. If, if you love oat milk and you could not live without it, <laughs> I do recommend finding organic, and in this case, it must be organic, so your risk of glyphosate is lower, and it has to be simple ingredients. No added sugars or preservatives, oils, fillers, synthetic vitamins, none of that. I don't personally drink oat milk anymore, but I did look it up for you and found a couple clean, quote-unquote, clean options. One of them is Califia Organic. Again, make sure it's organic. Oat milk, which has three ingredients, and Willa's Organic Oat Milk. To recap the best options for the three types of milk we talked about today, when it comes to cow's milk, you really want grass-fed and finished low-temperature pasteurized milk or raw milk. When it comes to nut milks, you want simple ingredients. Your nut of choice, water, and possibly sea salt or real vanilla bean. And third, oat milk. It's not the best milk option in my opinion, but if you really love it, make sure it's organic and has simple ingredients. Friend, I hope you found this information helpful. I know milk can be a big part of our diets, whether you drink it or use it for cooking. I pray you found today's episode encouraging and empowered you to make an informed decision on what is best for you and your family. I would love to have you come join my free Facebook group and share with me your favorite type of milk. And if you happen to make your own nut milk, I'd love to know what your go-to recipe is. Also, if you're someone who drinks raw milk, I'd love to have you share how you found it near you. I look forward to connecting with you. Until next time, have a great week. Hey friend, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope you learned something you can implement to take one step closer to living low-tox. If you did, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave this podcast a rating and review. By doing so, you are helping other women like you find this podcast. Meet you back here for another episode soon. Until then, remember, one step at a time is all it takes.